Are you ready to live the life you were meant to live? Is it time to step up and strive to reach your fullest potential? Will you dare to take the bold steps to drive your business and your life to the next level? Then you're ready to live in abundance, passion, and joy. You are ready to be a maverick. Join Paul Fink, the Maverick Millionaire, and the Mavericks Do It Different podcast. Welcome, everyone. This is Paul Fink, the Maverick Millionaire, and this is Mavericks Do It Different podcast. And today, like all others, we talk about how to do things different, how to create something different in your life to create a different result in your future. And your future could be right now. So pay attention. We've got a special guest with us today that is just an icon. And I'm so proud to have her with us today internationally recognized as a financial literacy expert, keynote speaker, business mentor, five-time, and I have five-time New York Times bestselling author, it may be more, we'll, we'll tap into that a little bit, successful entrepreneur, philanthropist, 35-year career as a licensed CPA, advisor to two U.S. presidents on the topic of financial literacy, co-authored the international bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and 14 other books in the Rich Dad series, something that many of you are familiar with. In 2008, when the economy crashed and shifted on us, and I was part of that as well, uh, she was asked by Napoleon Hill Foundation to help re-energize the teachings of Napoleon Hill. So powerful. Best-selling books with the foundation included Three Feet from Gold, Outwitting the Devil, Think and Grow Rich for Women, and Success and Something Greater. Featured in the movie Think and Grow Rich, The Legacy, also on national television series, World's Greatest Motivators. Sharon Lecter is with us with her newest title, Exit Rich, supports entrepreneurs in building value and scalability in their business. Sharon Lecter, it's such a great pleasure to have you here. So happy you were able to spend the time with us and join us. Well, thank you, Paul. I'm delighted to be here. And I love the word maverick. It's exactly what we need more maverick today. <laughs> here, here. I've been a maverick for a long time, longer than I knew what that word meant. So understand I live within that space. Um, tell me, and and we were talking about, you know, your expertise, financial literacy, understanding the the challenges that we have in our society around financial literacy. And taking all that with building a great life and a great business um, is so key with my audience. Um, what is it about, why don't people understand financial literacy in the marketplace? Why is it such a hard thing to put our head around? Well, because we're not taught about money in school. And, and very few of us actually have conversations about money with our family. And so we've heard, you've heard the expression, the rich get richer, the poor get poor. That's because we learn about it at home. And I was very fortunate to, to did not realize at the time how unusual it was, but I was raised in a family that we talked about assets. We talked about appreciation, cash flow at the dinner table. And it wasn't until I got out and started my career that I realized people didn't understand money. And all they knew was to work hard and get a paycheck. And if you, you, know, if you needed more, then you got a second job where you asked for overtime. And such an incredibly difficult thing to do when you need more revenue. But let's solve a, pro solve a few problems or 
serve a few needs and create a business around it. And you'll see the ability to grow something that's sustainable and scalable. And I want to talk about sustainable and scalable in just a moment. I want to touch on something that you said that we don't talk about financial literacy. We're not taught it. And it's almost taboo to mention it. I, I have been ridiculed by close friends and family as I meet people. It's like, oh, well, how much do you make? What's going on? What do you advise people on how to get into those conversations and really make it a part of our norm rather than the exception? Well, you know, part of it is just having those conversations and, you know, maybe not ask them how much they're making, but talk about what kind of things you're involved in, what kind of investments do you have? Um, you know, the, the word I always have everybody, my favorite word on earth is assets, right? And I have people say it over and over again, so they get comfortable saying it. They don't even comfortable saying the word assets because they know they don't have enough. And you're financially free when the income from your assets exceeds your monthly expenses, and so the, the the more we can talk about it, I mean, women getting together on investment clubs have proven to be great investors because they talk about it and they do the research. And it's really important that we, somebody's got to teach us and we're either going to be in control of our money or our money's going to be in control of us. And so we have to take this, the action to say, this is information I need to understand. I need to learn and, and do what you need to, to educate yourself about money so that it does not have control over you. Yeah, here, here. So get the education, understand assets, 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 and pay attention to those. So the next step for many of the audience that are listening here is that they want to build a business or they already have built a business. And the component of actually making something that is is has potential that has value is scalability and as scalable and sustainable um first off and i think for some of them they get confused by all these things can you help clarify what those t terms mean certainly value, well i think scalability and scalable most people who think they're business owners don't really own a business they own a job because they haven't done what's necessary to create a business that can operate without them and so a true business is based on a, a sound legal structure, sound marketing system, business systems that allow you to automate what you're doing and have other people run it using other people's money, time, and resources. Way too often, people think that they have a business they can sell, but they can't sell it because it's wrapped around them as an individual. And so that happens more often than not. 85% of businesses that try to be get sold don't sell. And it's primarily because the owner hasn't structured it correctly. And so when you want to build a business, you want to think about your mission, your team, your leadership. You want to make sure you have the right people on your team. You want to think about the legal structure so that it is something that can grow, making sure you have tight agreements with people that are part of your organization, strategic alliances, and then have you know, a strong database, identify your competitive advantage, identify your intellectual property, protect it and leverage it. And above all, you know, systematize everything you possibly can so that it is scalable because it's not scalable if it's just one or two people. You need to take what they do, create the systems so that you can scale. Are you ready to take your life and your business to the next level? Come close, listen up. Because Maverick Success Live is the event you've been waiting for. Picture this. Three days of immersive training that will teach you everything.
everything you need to know to transform your life and your business. At Maverick Success Live, you'll learn how to unlock your fullest potential and achieve the success you've always dreamed of. So what are you waiting for? Register today for Maverick Success Live at maverick-success-live.com. Remember, this is only the beginning. Watch what happens next. So in scalability, so repeatability in that, so it can be done over and over again, whether you're in the mix or not. And that's really key. I've been an entrepreneur for 36 years and of at least half that time, I was doing it totally ass backwards, uh, totally ineffective because I was the guy that, oh, it's all centered around me. So I'm exactly who you were talking about. And building assets, Define for for the business models, what are assets? What were, well, would you define them as? How do we know to identify them to say, oh, that's an asset, got it. Well, an asset puts money in your pocket. It's as simple as that. You know, an asset is something that's income generating. It could be a rental um, piece of real estate that your tenant's paying you more than what you're paying in mortgage and expenses. It can be a business that's operating that generates revenue for you that you don't have to be there anymore because you've got people people operating systems, operating the business and generating cash flow at the end of the day. It could be stocks, bonds, mutual funds. It could be um, any, you know, the, we've got cryptocurrency, we've got, um, you know, collectibles. Those don't generate cash flow, but they're um, assets that you hope appreciate over time. So if you're looking for cash flow, you want to focus on, on those types of, um, investments like REITs, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and real estate and businesses are primary. And the other one is intellectual property. You create something, you write a book, you create an online program, um, and you get paid royalties, my second favorite word, um, and on an ongoing basis. So you do it once and it creates a, a an asset that generates income for people. That's huge. And it's something that so many people they they discredit what they've created and not realize that it's an asset that they can capitalize on um so interesting in the marketplace the the concepts of of scalability and where do people begin so here they are they're in business how do they identify to say okay this is scalable or this is not what do they need to do to change that well I mean, I could say read my book, Exit Rich, but we've Perfect. created programs and a career of helping people um, build their businesses so that it is a business, not a job. And that's the biggest question. Can you walk away from your business for three months and come back and it's stronger than when you left? That's a question that most people have a hard time answering. But that's the that's the one that triggers whether you've actually built a business or whether you've built a job. And so the issue is, you go back to your mission. What's your definite purpose? What is the problem you're solving? What's the need you're serving? And that's what helps you focus on building the right systems so that you can serve as many people as possible and that you have the ability to do it even when you're sleeping. And that's where most people don't, don't think about that. They think that they, you know, if it's going to get done, nobody can do it as well as they do. Well, that's the superstar mentality. And most entrepreneurs that are innovators don't, they tend not to be very good managers. So it's really important to find the right team members 
that can come in and keep the business moving and direct, you know, where you want to go. I'm, I'm totally a victim of shiny object syndrome. I'll get a phone call, I'll get all excited, but I have people on my team that say, well, Sharon, does that change the priorities we set yesterday? I mean, they, they kind of bring me back to earth. And so <laughs> you, you want to have the innovation, you want to have the excitement, you want to have the opportunities that come, but then you need to process in a way for you to review it and say, you know, what are the priorities? Does this really change the priorities of your business? Or do you need to set it aside and say, this is not going to move me forward. I have a focus, I have direction, and I have the ability to have the right team members helping me drive the business forward. Do, and so many components of that, and, and we've all been there, where the shiny ball object and we run to it, oh, man, got so excited, and we bring it back to the team, and then the next day you forgot about that shiny ball and you're on to another one, and, and your team just goes, oh, my God, not again. So what? So a couple things in that. Who do, how do we know that we're doing that? How do we identify that, if you will? Is there any... Like that that's happening. Well, let me just start with one comment. High emotion is low intelligence, yeah, yeah. right? And that's the importance of having a mentor. That's why I do mentoring. It's not, it, it is one-on-one for me as a dedication of my time. So it's not, you know, it's not the right side of the cash flow quadrant where it's a system. My system is, I, but I love what I do. So I have a few clients that I work with and help them get to that seven figure, get to that eight figure, get to that nine figure, um, because I can see what they can't. And I can also see without the emotion that they have. And so they get excited about a new opportunity and they're just ready to jump. And so my job as a mentor is like, okay, let's walk through the opportunity. Let's walk through the possibilities. Let's walk through the positives. Let's walk through the negatives. And as you do, you start peeling the layers of the onion and getting rid of the emotion and bringing it back. Does this truly benefit the forward motion of the business? You know, it happens to all of us. You know, I had somebody come to me, a very large company that wanted me to be a mentor, right? And so I was like, really wonderful. It just felt so good to the fact that they were coming to me. Well, then as, you know, as we got further into the thing, they just wanted my influence and they wanted me to, in essence, be a commissioned salesperson. I said, okay, time out. You know, that's not that's not the role that I play. And so uh, understanding what the roles and responsibilities are of your team, but also don't be the smartest person on your team. Have a mentor who's been where you want to go that they because they can steer you around pitfalls and open doors of opportunity for you. And they don't have the same emotional investment that you do. Yeah, that's so key. And I'm a product of the product. The only way I'm here is because I got a mentor invested in people that were uh, more experienced, more knowledgeable than I was. So I wasn't the smartest guy in the room. And it was a, it was, it's one of those things that's a hard lesson to learn because it means you've got to bite the bullet and step into it. However, everyone that I know that's created success, that's been the road and one way or the other. So uh, really powerful with, with creating a mentor, creating some form of group of people around you to be able to help identify and guide you, um, advisory board and, and mentors and coaches. You also mentioned, and it sounded like we need someone to manage 
because when we're so much of the visionary, we need someone to manage the day-to-day to really be the driving force to what happens in cleaning up the mayhem, if you will, that we may create. Uh, how do, what does that look like? Well, very few entrepreneurs love getting into the weeds and the details. They just want it done. They just want to keep moving. And quite frankly, as an innovator and entrepreneur, you need to be focused on moving the business forward. And so you need to think about the things that you're not good at, the things that you don't enjoy, and bring people onto your team who are who thrive at that and love it. They love the nitty gritty. They love to look at the way things work and how, you know, how A goes into B, right? So they have the ability to help create those systems that you would gloss over because you're a big picture. So if you're a big picture innovator, you're not very good at managing the day-to-day. And you shouldn't be because that's not the best use of your time, your brilliance, and your opportunity. So bring somebody in who has that skill. They they might even be entrepreneurial themselves, but they're more of a um, facilitator, implementer. Okay, so they have the implementation skills to take your vision and make it a reality. So is that someone that we hire? Um, Typically, I recommend hiring them because when you're build first building your business, you don't want to give away too much equity until you understand where you're going and what the opportunities are. But somebody that comes in and you hire them and they you, you start seeing you know incredible bottom line results over time, you can create an opportunity for them to have equity because they're helping you build it. And that's something that is very important to think about. But don't give away too much equity up front because it can it can always hurt you. And if they turn around and want to leave in a couple of years, now you've got equity in somebody's hands that's no longer there. Such an important conversation, that alone to unpack. Uh, I see it over and over again where people, they don't seem to understand that a pie, to divide it up, you cannot divide up more than 100%. And and they will, and they'll give away more than the company can produce. Well, Uh, I had this exact conversation with a client yesterday, as a matter of fact, and Upwardly mobile um, medical practice at uh, four million on track for ten million this year, ready and looking to truly explode ten x beyond that. And you know, I said, let's talk about instead of giving equity, look at a profit sharing opportunity. You know, profit percentage. That's a way to entice people to come in so that they share in the success of the company, but you're not giving away the under, underlying equity. And there's lots of different ways to do it, but you want to make sure that you're protecting yourself for the future as well as rewarding those people that help you make a success today. What do you talk about? And and this is an extension of that conversation or might be the prelude to that conversation is um, bringing on people and understanding that, that what you start with as what you think is your profitable profit margins, if you will changes dramatically as you grow because you enter multiple layers of either management or administration uh, that they don't account for when they start. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about uh, how to avoid some of those pitfalls? Well, part of that is also having the right mentor. The other thing that I see even more often, um, Paul, is a lack of understanding timing of cash flow. People start a business, they're very successful. 
Um, if, if it's product based, they have to pay to create the product and then they sell it. And they, it may be 180 day turn between when they have to pay for it and when they get paid for the cut by the customer. And they don't account for that in their cash needs. And so as they create more success, their problem grows because they, they have to try and fund the development of the product prior to actually receiving the cash. And many times companies just, they, they fail to grow and they end up having a, a, a black mark on them because they can't meet the demand. And that happens over and over again. And so you really want to look at um, use of funds, cash flow requirements, and your overhead expenses. Overhead can kill you, particularly, you know, I often joke when I'm invested in a company, as soon as they buy a building or a plane, I sell my stock, you know, because your focus is changing. So it's really important to understand what the um, underlying purpose of the businesses and how they're using their funds. Oh, that's so great. Yes, indeed. I've seen that over and over. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so what are some of the, and we've got people that are, they're in those beginning stages. A lot of our clientele, they, they've built a business. And even if it's two, three, four, five, six years down the road, they're still in those beginning stages of building it. Uh, it hasn't quite gotten that momentum. They certainly can't step away. What are some of the key things that they can be doing today to, to begin the cycle to change things, to, to build a real, valuable, scalable, sustainable business? Well, in my book, Three Feet from Gold, which was my first book with the Napoleon Hill Foundation, I released it in 2009, I introduced something called the personal success equation. And it really is something I use for every interview with every client, because it kind of helps you identify the things that you're doing right and identifying things that you should be doing differently. And it starts with a P plus T, which is your passion and your talent. Now, my passion came from anger. They weren't teaching kids about money. My talent was many years as a CPA, many years in publishing. And most of us stop there thinking we have to do it on our own. And guess what school teaches us? Do it by yourself. But true success comes from times A, power of association, having the right people around you, having people who push you forward, who challenge you having that mentor, having the right people on your team, people who are strong where you are weak, and then times A, taking action. How many times do we know what we're supposed to do? We just don't do it. And then plus F, faith, having faith in yourself, having faith in what you're doing, having faith that is needed and necessary, and having faith that you will succeed. And so when I start working with clients, I have high-level clients that I work on one-on-one. -on -one. I step into their world. It's not a predetermined program. It's basically custom-made for what they need to get to the level of their, what their goals are. And we go through that formula. And it's usually the power of association. They've had some success, and then they've plateaued because they have not continued expanding their associations. They've had a mentor that got them here, but that mentor can't get them there. So they need a different mentor, um, a team of advisors, tax, legal. Maybe they need a different set to get them to the next level. And that's so important, that power of association and their confidence. So they felt pretty good about getting to a million dollars, but they're hesitant. They're scared to death to get to 10 million. And so that faith is being challenged. And it's the Power of association and faith go hand in hand because when you have the right people around you and have a, have a bad day, they're not going to let you stay down. 
And so that's the personal success equation. And I use it in every, every talk I give. And um, I reference you a URL, personalsuccessequation.com, where I have a, 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 an ebook and a work plan for you to go through to determine what you need to do to get you to the next level. Really key. And I want to highlight that personalsuccessequation.com. Absolutely. You want to go grab this information so you have it in front of you and work through it in detail. These are so key to your success as a business owner and, and so important. And most people, they get started and they just randomly create something and they start jumping on the bandwagon and run with it without actually doing the foundational work. And what you talk about, Sharon, is how to get back to basics, do the do the real structure, the hard work that creates the, the foundation to build empires on. And it's much less expensive to do it up front than to get yourself in a situation when you're ready to scale and you can't because you don't have the systems or you're ready to sell and your books are a mess, your legal documents are a mess. And so you think you can sell for 10 million and the company come buyer comes in and says, no, you know, you're, you're a mess. I might offer you 3 million and it all could be um, adjusted by doing it right up front, creating the agreements, understanding what you own. No, it was in today's world. We all use third party um, independent contractors. Do you have a work for hire with them? Because if you don't, they own whatever they did for you. And most people don't understand that. So it's really important to have the right legal agreements so that you ensure the ownership you have. I have a, a company that we talk about in Exit Rich that, you know, they were ready to sell and we're talking $50 million. And the company, the, the buyer came in and all of their sales contracts were not assignable. Well, that's a problem. And so they had to extend another six months and go back and get the contracts renegotiated with the customers so that that particular buyer would still be interested. And so that's something that and is so easy to handle up front if you just pay attention and you have the right people on your team. Those details in, in, in structure, system, and and underlying some of that conversation was also protecting the assets that you built understanding that they're assets and that they need to be protected and how to do that with the proper paperwork and all those components. So valuable. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, with with uh, all the people listening, we've got people all over the world listening. Um, final words of advice, you know, what, what should they be doing? Well, identify your definite purpose and remind yourself of that every morning. Because when you don't want to get out of bed, if you remind yourself of the problem you're solving, the need you're serving, it helps you like pop up out of bed. And always remember that, uh, you know, if it is to be, it's up to you. You're going to, you are the CEO of your own life. And so nobody's going to do it for you. Even though we live in a world, we think that we're entitled to everything done for us. Take action and go through the personal success equation, your passion, your talent. Do you have the right people around you? Find the right mentor, somebody who is going to customize a program for you, somebody who is going to step into your world, not drag you into theirs in some predetermined course. You want a mentor who's going to be, be your advocate and be there to support you in achieving the success that you deserve. 
you know, one of my team members gave me a, one of these magazine covers that's, you know, said my legacy is creating legacies. And I love that because it is so true. My greatest joy is helping other people succeed to becoming the authority in their field. Truly an inspiration, Sharon, such a pleasure to have you here with us and so many levels. I totally agree and and live and dream to be uh, living within all that you teach. It is uh, powerful stuff and it definitely builds success. I've watched uh, over the years and uh, been a fan for so long and it's such a great pleasure to have you here and uh, to share. It's been my pleasure, Paul. Thank you for doing this. We need more people out there um, sharing information and guidelines to help people to make the choices that are best for themselves. I would love to continue these conversations, both uh, with more podcasts with you as well as live. And uh, I would love to extend that invitation to you whenever you can come back. We'd love to have you. Well, thank you so much, Paul. I appreciate it. And congratulations for being a maverick. I love it. Yes, indeed. Maverick all the way, as I know you are as well, Sharon. Uh, We share that same heart and soul. I appreciate you so much. Everyone, you want to go to SharonLector.com or PersonalSuccessEquation.com. Grab hold of the information that's there so that you can put it to work and reach out to Sharon. She is a powerhouse uh, on so many levels and a great mentor. You're looking for someone that you can lean into. Sharon's definitely a person that. Thank you so much, Paul. And they can reach out to me, info at SharonLector.com anytime as well direct access. So thank you so much. Uh, This is uh, Paul Fink. This is the Mavericks Do It Different podcast. Sharon, such a pleasure again. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Thank you, Paul. For all of you, please continue to share this throughout the world. The Maverick universe continues to expand and grow. And it's through the efforts of sharing and liking and commenting and reviewing this podcast that gets our message out there So continue with all those efforts. It is paying off and we are getting the message out there on how to live, how to live within the Maverick way, doing it different every day to create not only our world, our universe, our society at large and improving it every day to create it the way we would love. Till next time, everyone. Take care now. Thanks for being here today. As we close out this episode, which inspired you to be even more of a maverick, be sure to leave us a five-star review and share this episode with a friend. As our gift to you, be sure to go to themaverickuniverse.com where you can download your free copy of the Maverick Manifesto. Until next time, dare to be different. Dare to be a maverick.